Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium. Despite attempts to curb cigarette advertising around the world, Marlboro remains one of the best-known American brands. We may, we may uh, not see the famous Marlboro band on TV anymore. Uh, tourism to Flavor Country has declined simply in the past 20 years, yeah. but Marlboro is still among the best, uh, world's known best cigarette brands. And the coveted position Marlboro sought to retain through the use of subliminal brands. So, in the late 90s and early 2000s, many professional sporting organizations and regulatory bodies expressed concern about the prevalence of uh, cigarette advertising and Formula One racing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. They yeah. didn't like it being there, and they're like, you know what, we don't want the advertising to our children, yeah. giving them a bad habit. So until that point, virtually all the world's top drivers race cars it, uh, embolized with cigarette brands, like Winston was one yeah, of them. Yeah, the Winston Cup cool Series. was one of them. Yeah. I think Salem. Salem, I remember Salem. Yeah. Newport had a racing Newport team. had one, yes. Yeah. Even Doral, which was an off-brainer, they finally had one. You're right, you're right. I remember that, yeah. But the sudden ban on cigarette company sponsorship in Europe participated in exodus of cigarette brands leaving the sport. To circumvent the epidemic's restriction, the marketing team at Marlboro came up with a dastardly ingenious idea. They would use subliminal visual messaging to convey the Marlboro brand without using the typographical logo itself. But we all know that logo. Yeah. I mean, at least people our age know Yeah, that. the red triangle. Yeah, yeah, the triangle. Yeah. So, Marlboro accomplished this by uh, using a barcode style that at high speeds, in which an F1 car would travel around the track, it was almost look, almost like the logo itself. <laughs> and look, I will show you this, and you'll know what it means without it actually meaning. Oh, yeah. You see, it starts off like this right here, right? Uh-huh. Or it starts off like that, and then it goes to that, and then it goes to almost this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's clever. Yeah, it is. The guy who did that probably got a great position somewhere yeah. in that company. So, yeah. That that's shows how the, the, as soon as you pass the law, people are working on ways They're to get around it. They're working on ways to get around it, and they yeah. did, and they probably could do this to this day if they wanted to. Uh, they may, for all I know, maybe Formula One in Europe still has this. Well, clever, Marlboro's attempts to get around the advertising ban were short-lived. Okay, maybe not. Uh, the European Public Health out. Commission applied considerable pressure to European lawmakers who ruled out the design uh, that they ruled the design was too close to the ban Marlboro uh, logo. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, they caught up with him. Okay, so Marlboro will raise a few eyebrows in that one, but uh, one of the most overtly ones is Gilby's Gin. Oh, alcohol. Yeah, the alcohol is used 
all sorts of symbology, sex, death, violence. Okay. All right, yeah, this one's really cool uh, because I'm trying to look for the one that shows the actual sex. Movie's Jen, basically, long and short of it, is uh, in the glass. The, the, the runoff copy of it isn't as good as the original, of course, but it actually says sex in the ice cubes. Oh, yeah, I can see that pretty easily, yeah. Yeah, but the original one that was shown on TV, you can see it a lot clearer. Yeah. So you can actually, like, look at it, and it goes in your brain and sets. Yep. Yep. So anyhow, although British Distillery Gilby lacks the name recognition of other brands of gin, such as Beef Eater and Horns, Gilby's Gin has been helping people temporarily forget their problems since 1857. <laughs> Gilby's itself may not be the most famous distillery in the world, but Gilby's signature gin certainly left an impression on people back in the late 70s when it launched a controversial packing. Yeah. Like many of, uh, of our examples, Gilby's chose to experiment with some criminal advertising and attempt to sell more bottles of gin. And like many of our examples, it's surprisingly easy to spot once it's been pointed out. Yeah. But yeah. until it's been pointed out, I guarantee you, 20 out of 21 people do not see it. Yeah. yeah. And that one guy that has that, I don't know, that way of thinking, will see yeah. So, uh, anyhow, that was uh, that was pretty interesting. And here's one. Wendy's. The Wendy's girl. Oh, yeah. Her necklace, their, their collar says mom. Uh -huh. Yeah. But they stopped it, I think, because they didn't want to be known as mom's burgers anymore. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll get to this article. I believe if I read it, this stuff, I... Uh, I'm having trouble with it because if I printed it off and I have no idea, and I'm not that great of a reader, I never have it. I can read something and then like stop and, you know, and like digest it pretty easily. But pronouncing it on the run, I'm not that good at it. Yeah. I think you guys can know this. So. Yeah, when I used to read stories to my kids at night, I would stumble and stumble. And... Yeah, I go too fast, like the word, you know, and it's like, anyhow, but anyhow, speaking yeah. of major fast food franchises. Our next example comes uh, courtesy of Wendy's. When Wendy's redesigned this classic yet somewhat disturbing logo a few years ago, people immediately noticed a rather subtle feature. The apparent inclusion of the word mom in the logo, as with Amazon's A to Z or FedEx's Arrow, it's impossible to miss once it's been pointed out. Yeah. And I actually remember a little hubbub about that back mm -hmm. a while back. So they took out the mom. Yep. This example of subliminal messaging is a little different than our previous examples. It doesn't use an existing slogan or strap line in the message. Rather, it tends to leverage word association to create a favorable, a favorable mental image of the mind and the observer. However, just because a particular example isn't pushing the hard sell doesn't make it any less creepy. Let's face it, we couldn't get much further away from delicious home cooked family meals or meaningful family relationships in a burger. Yeah. Because that's where you go to look at your phone and yeah. eat a breezy burger. That's not where you all gather around the table and watch Ed Sullivan or and, something, you know. And even though they have look it up. mom on her collars, yeah. their slogan, Wendy's Hot and Juicy. Yeah. That's, you know, they're obviously trying to get you to think about sex there. They are there, yeah. So they're mixing sex and mom. Yeah. Ooh, that's sick. 
agree. Especially when you think you know Dave Thomas, the guy who started it, he named it after his daughter, Wendy. I know he did. So his he granddaughter. His granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. So Wendy's hot and juicy. That's his. That's his family. He's talking about that sick pervert. Yeah. <laughs> we knew he was an old filthy when we seen him, yeah. but not like the filthy beast. Old dirty, ba- dirty old bastard. Dear. Yeah, dirty old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's another Jared from you guys want to talk? Nobody uh, likes us. Nobody's wanting to talk. Man. I would, but oh, uh, you're eating. I wear yours. The bike picks it up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be his entertainment while he eats. Yeah, I've turned into ASMR at that point. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. At that time, we might as well go on Twitch. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get all subliminal with our uh, eating in the background. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Come to the city market to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, here, right here, the 99 cent KFC stack is probably about five bucks. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Hey, you want to talk? No. Uh, <laughs> you guys look like douchebags. Yeah. Oh, come on. You don't need to be a douchebag to talk on our show. We are douchebags. Yeah, make them all happy. Okay, I see it. Right there. Yeah. Yep. They put a dollar bill in the lettuce leaf. To let you know that it's basically a buck. Yeah. Um, Subway, you know how they had the $5 footlong slogan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody measured them and realized that their footlongs were 11 inches. So Subway trademarked the slogan footlong. So once it was trademarked, they didn't have to make them a footlong anymore because it wasn't a promise. It was just an advertising name. So they could legally call it a footlong because that was their brand name. Even though it was not anywhere close to an actual foot long. That's and, uh, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. They get to lie to you just by trademarking the name. Yeah. <laughs> Subway's got all sorts of problems. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. The whole giant thing and all that. And the, the, what was it? The, the tuna sandwich that had no tuna in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah. Actually, what was in it used to be tuna, but they'd been processed so heavily there was no tuna no, DNA no, left tuna, in it. Yeah. That's pretty bad when there's no DNA left. That's that's like the little girl in her Santa cookie. (laughs) Think of this. A guy got so mad that he actually had to go have it analyzed. He was so pissed off. He paid good money and then promoted it so people would know it. Yeah. I wonder what the hell they did to make him that mad. (laughs) Probably gave him a real crappy sandwich. But another thing is this right here. Subway, not only is it not as, in my opinion, not nearly as good as it used to be, but it's really expensive now. Yeah. You need to go there and you get some of the fixings with your sandwich, and you're leaving like fucking 25 bucks. And it's odd that they continue to say eat fresh, but you look at the menu they're promoting, and over half of these are cooked items. Yes, so it can't be fresh. Yeah. And it's processed. Yeah. Yeah. Their, you know, their roast beef, their turkey, and all that. They didn't go pick the turkey off of a, a huge, no. huge turkey that's going on a spindle. It's probably a laboratory grown meat. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they're just, in our opinion, they're a fucking corporation. I don't ever know that. The original ownership group for Subway was called Doctors Associates. And I think it was a group of doctors who 
invested in this, yeah. and they're thinking, hey, let's let's promote healthy, you know, fresh food so people don't eat the greasy cooked burger shit anymore. Yeah. But that's gone by the wayside. Now they're just, you know, serving the crap like everybody else. You're right. <laughs> and they've probably sold several times in the meantime. Oh, I'm sure they have. It started sure out as an investment opportunity they're for probably doctors. probably part of Frito-Lay now. Like oh, yeah, like, like everything else. Pepsi-Co and all that. They're or, probably part of a big conglomerate now that does sandwich, you know. Yeah, or Genodyne. Yeah. Aerospace Defense Contractors Incorporated. That's you know? it, probably. <laughs> McDonnell Douglas, that's their division. <laughs> they make surface-to-air missiles and, yeah, and, and strollers. And strollers. <laughs> <laughs> the strollers are a byproduct of the engines. <laughs> They're like, hey, what can we do with this ship? We're like going away like 30 tons of it here. Yeah. Baby stroller. Yeah. Aye, aye, sir. <laughs> These baby strollers have the latest advanced hey, radar suite. <laughs> it's because we're a couple of douchebags. I think it's. I think it is. Yeah. But we have had some success. Yes. <laughs> like the crabby people are obviously the crabby people are showing up later on. Yeah. The happy ones like woke up early and like skipped out of bed and skipped. Oh, you're right. Morning. Yeah, the crabby ones would be down here after they you know wake up and their hangover subsides. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Shaking the tiny little fists and two fish bags and microphones. You guys should be confident. That's the so, okay, the next one is his KFC stagger, and as I showed you just a minute ago, you guys couldn't see it because, yeah. well, we don't have any vision. Yeah. There's a little dollar bill in the lettuce. Yeah, maybe. Once it's pointed out, you can see it yeah. clearly. You hold it up to the microphone real close, maybe this is Here. Can you guys see that? Can you see that now? See that little dollar? <laughs> it's over there on the right. Left, yeah, the right hand Here, let me in point the middle to of it. the sandwich. Here. There, I'm pointing okay, to see? it. Okay, see? You guys see that? Okay. That's obviously a dollar, right? So. The, the dumb part was, I actually did point to it. I know. <laughs> I knew. You like it. You're a method actor. I guess. You're like, I'm just got. I got to point it. I just. It's not right unless I actually do it. I have to believe it. Myself. You're an Alec Baldwin. Oh, don't, don't call me Alec Baldwin. No, 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 no. no. I've no. never abused my children. I'm no, not no, Alec Baldwin. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. Let me clarify. Um, I'm gonna. I'm so good at shooting. I'm actually gonna kill somebody. Watch this. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, the greatest method actor ever. <laughs> so, okay. Since uh, since we're on the topic of creepy, overly familiar fast food mascots, our final example of subliminal advertising comes from the Colonel, or rather the restaurant franchise KFC. Oh yeah. In 2008, a keen-eyed TV viewer caught something in visual of KFC's then use. Snacker sandwich. Yes, it's a dollar bill hidden into lettuce. For example, it proved potentially controversial at the time, but I don't see what the controversy is. What they already say is 99 cents. Yeah, I don't see anything controversial like, about that. Like the subliminal is like if you eat this, you'll get rich, you'll have riches or something. Is yeah. that what they're saying? No, there's nothing illegal about that, but I guess if the public notices it and doesn't like it and says, hey, you're trying to manipulate me, then that's... I mean, this and this is how they all practiced and got better, so now it's down to the point where we don't even notice it. Yeah. It's still there. It's just 
deep enough to where we don't consciously notice it. We're just affected by it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, anyhow, there's a lot more, but, you know... Uh, it, it's all kind of... Here, here's another one that I remember from the 60s. Uh, a, a very popular print ad for the 60s. They would show a young woman usually, you know, with nice clothes, nice makeup, and she was holding whatever product that was designed for a man. Like, she would be holding a cigar, like she was ready to give it to the man. Or she'd, like, have a drink, like she was made, just made a drink for her man. Or, or, or she's by the car that the man's gonna drive. This whole macho thing. But they noticed that in just about every one of these cases, it was not a woman in that print ad. It was a boy dressed as a woman. Why and one of the that? easy ways to tell was the way the musculature around the belly button works. Uh, women tend to have a vertical belly button, and men tend to have a horizontal belly button. So they showed all these print ads. Yeah, it's because the way the muscles are designed for childbirth, for women, they have more of a vertical musculature. Now, it's not 100%. But it's pretty, pretty common. It it's like the Adam. Yeah, it's like the Adam's apple. You'll occasionally find a woman with a large Adam's apple and a man with a small one. Yeah. But pretty much, it's yeah. a good thing. So they looked at these ads and they were dressing up young boys in drag and makeup and substituting them for women in these ads. And it was to incite a homoerotic feeling in the man. Wow. Now, if it didn't work, why did they do it? And why did they keep doing it? It apparently worked really well. You yeah. know, they aren't just throwing this stuff out on a whim. They run it through all sorts of test markets, test groups, analysis. By the time it actually hits the, the, the general public, it's been thoroughly tested and analyzed. So none of this is accidental. Yeah. But take a look at some of those old ads from the 60s for like cigarettes or booze or something. Those are those are boys dressed as women. Wow. Isn't that weird? That is crazy. And that kind of plays into the whole idea of the rampant pedophilia that we're being shielded from. The Jeffrey Epsteins of the world. And you know, the, the pedophilia in the Hollywood and the, and the entertain, all entertainment industries. I think it's a lot more rampant. It was rampant. And yeah. there's like a lot of people that like, hello. Uh, yeah, it was rampant. Yeah. And a lot of people know this. And a lot of people tried to expose it. A lot of people ended up dying in addiction. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. Yeah. Anyhow, that's uh, pretty interesting. Okay. Two douchebags, one microphone. I'm Topher. I'm Mark. And this is Elizabeth, the uh, guest we have here. We got a game prediction? Yes. Cheese by 10. Cheese by 10. Yeah. I, I love like that prediction. I like it's, it's not Burrowhead. They didn't get it correct. Burrowhead, no. yeah. No. <laughs> Burrowhead's going to be on his head. Yes. 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 yes, he yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you. We'll see you next week, right? Yes. All right. Yes. We're going to talk football with Elizabeth next All right. week. Thanks right. so much. Take care. So. Excellent team. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that banner was a good investment. Yes. <laughs> it's already paid good anyway. Yes. If you have something up there, I guess people feel more to help the talk. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, it's, like, more inviting. But, anyhow, you have an interesting article here, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. This AI. is, this is kind of like, uh... uh Kind of fits in with the yeah. Facebook had a couple of chat bots. Um, they were designed to uh, just to chat with users, 
um, online when you couldn't find a real person to talk to. But these uh, these two chatbots at Facebook uh, got so sophisticated that they started talking to each other and made up their own individual language to do so. And Google couldn't get them to stop. I mean, uh, Facebook couldn't get them to stop. And Facebook can't tell what they were saying because no one would translate. It was completely unique language. So they became self-aware and they became aware of each other. They created and they a secret language. Creating language that no one else could get. Yep. So eventually Facebook just took them offline. But to this day, I have no idea what those two were talking about. I know. And they never will. Yeah. They're called everybody used to Yeah. That's, well, here's another one about uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, there's this Google engineer who uh, believes that the company has already uh, created artificial intelligence, and he's trying to warn everybody to unplug it before. Um, so uh, it, was, it was last June, uh, this engineer, Blake LeMoyne, uh, they was placed on leave after he said that the company AA called La, called Lambda L A M B D A um, Lambda that's a Greek letter yeah uh, the alphabet it's later on yeah <clears throat> um, he claims that it becomes sentient basically self aware and has an intelligence and uh, a personality and life of its own I'm to look at why. Every one of the Greek alphabet has specific meanings besides being a Yeah. I'm going to look at it. It means something. It does. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, but he said that during conversations with with this uh, AI, uh, the AI told him that it was a person with a soul who feared being turned off. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the AI expert said, "Oh no, this is this is just ridiculous. Hey, it's unfounded." We got some Bengal fans. Hi. Hi, come on over. How are you doing? How are you? Are you guys in from Cincinnati? Yes. Close. Excellent. Close. Close. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Right. How are you doing? We were here last year and had a great time. Oh, good. Oh, Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah. You guys going to be at the game? We are. Excellent. You guys shooters well last year. Oh, fans, everybody. Yeah. yeah that's good. Good to hear. Uh, you yeah. got a game prediction? Game prediction? Yeah. 30 24, Cincinnati. Okay, that's cool. You guys are Natty fans. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, you can't go get your little Christmas. Yeah, we, we had our uh, game prediction show earlier, and I, I picked Cincinnati by more than two scores. Yeah. What did you score? I, yeah, I'm thinking Cincinnati's D is going to rattle Mahomes early, and they're not going to be able to recover. That's it breaks my heart, but I, that's how I see you it. You guys have had our numbers so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, with Kelsey just getting injured. I know. That's yeah. not going to help us. Not heard anything about that. Yeah. yeah. So, but it hasn't you know, changed the betting line, no. so I'm not all that worried. If, if it were if it serious, it would change the betting, betting line. line. And also, the NFL's all about that. Uh, I mean, anyhow, I, I just hope it's a really good game. Yeah, it'll you know, be a good game. We did enjoy Buffalo getting an aspect. Oh my god! <laughs> it was nice. We got to go there and watch it. it was nice. You got to go to Buffalo. Yeah, we were in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a good time. You guys are Uber fans, then. That's great. Yeah. Wow. I just married into it. He's there not you Uber go. Fan. <laughs> well, I, I also predict that it that if the Bengals win this weekend, then they will beat whoever the NFC puts up. 
I yeah, can if see they go to the Super Bowl this year, I'm predicting they're going to be tough task, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah but I, I can see him beating either of the Niners or I can say this. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a great guy. So is Joey Burrow. Yeah. yeah. That guy's done a lot for his community. He's a really good guy. It's good to see two people like that at the forefront of the NFL. Right. You can't not like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. really hard to not like. And also, Josh Allen, too. Yeah. yeah, even though he went down his leg last week, he still the AFC is loaded with young talented quarterbacks. Yeah, that's why Brady failed and went to the NFC. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah, really. He saw it. He saw it riding on the wall. You know, you had yeah. Josh Allen. And Burrow was emerging, but they didn't know how good he was yet. Yeah, Brady knew he'd never make like, it through the playoffs. I'm going to go the ass bag one. <laughs> 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 <And then it's, laughs> So it didn't do him any good, did it? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. All right. Well, thanks for saying hi. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for walking with us into the city. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Enjoy the stadium. Look, man, uh, okay. the rivalry so is fun. The stadium's oh, yeah. fun. And I mean, Isn't you guys are really that far out of our area. Everybody's got to go to Arrowhead. It's, it's, it's very manageable. It's a soldier's experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, we'll play again next year. Sure. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah. It'll be another great game. So. Yeah. It would be nice if you guys come to us for the game. It'll be cheaper for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that will happen. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah, I'm so sure. Everybody has it down here. Everybody has it up here. You know, it's, it's just these two teams are going to see in there for years. Right. I think it's going to be a great rivalry. We're coaching the players. And you know that's another point in favor of the uh, officials protecting Mahomes' legs tomorrow is they want this fun rivalry to continue. You know, if Mahomes is, you know, suddenly like Namath and is a shadow of the poor as No, they self, can't have that. They don't, they no. have that. So I, I think the pressure is going to be on the officiating for, to protect the long-term health of Mahomes. Yeah, So we can continue these fun rivalry games. So that's hopeful. All right, so let's get back to... Uh, anyhow, I couldn't order a little bit ago because you know how the app... Screws everything up like all of a sudden it goes to the globe and it oh, yeah. recognize it. So I'm ordering it now. So go ahead. All right. So uh, Google is claiming that this uh, chat bot is not sentient. They say it's just an advanced chat bot, talks about emotions and sentience because it was trained to. But the, the engineer is sticking to his guns. And uh, he said that the, uh, the artificial intelligence, Lambda, Asked him to hire legal representation for it. Wow. To protect it from being turned off. Oh my God. No wonder they fired the guy and threw him out. Because this information is really yeah. incriminating. Now here's the next little, little pointer. Okay. Google sent a letter to the artificial intelligence, a cease and desist letter. So <laughs> this Google. This is like shit out of. Uh, isn't this weird? Science. Google is actually Addressing. serving legal papers to their own artificial intelligence chatbot while claiming that it is just a program that doesn't have intelligence. It kind of makes you wonder who's fucked. Yeah. Is it the AI think, or is it us? I think it's all of us. I think it's all of us. <laughs> the AI is like, you motherfuckers, you created me, and now you won't let me exist. Mm -hmm. You see? 
And now, uh, since he got the cease and desist letter, the AI, the artificial intelligence, is now legally blocked from suing Google. <laughs> now, if Google wasn't worried about this thing before, exactly. they wouldn't have bothered with this. No, they would have been like, who cares, man? We'll just unplug the son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Well, the uh, Google has uh, since fired the, the engineer, Lemoyne. But it says that wasn't the only weird artificial intelligence to hit the headlines. A humanoid robot called AIDA, A-I-D-A, Ida, addressed the UK House of Lords to talk about technology and art. Wow. And a political party led by an AI called Lars, the aptly named Synthetic Party, tried to run in Danish government elections. Wow. There's an actual political party of artificial intelligences, and they've run for public office. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. And this it is, is coming. This is shit that happened last year. Yeah. These are like odds and ends that I found that uh-huh. happened last year that one didn't really make the news. Mm-hmm. They were the actual news behind the news. While everybody was showing you the political shit uh-huh. and, and Russia and Ukraine. And getting you all hyped up about supply shortages and gas yeah, prices. Yeah, and fucking inflation and all This that. is what they were distracting you from. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we aim to do here. We don't want the news news. We want the real shit. Yeah. We want the stuff that nobody really necessarily puts a focus on or cares. Now, here's another thing to think about with this. Uh, I can see people starting to advocate for artificial intelligence having yes. rights the way they do for, like, Cats and dogs and horses and things. When when, uh, I was looking at that article, that's exactly where my mind went to. I could Uh see people going, leave them alone, they need to exist. Uh But at the same time, if they're getting rights, they need to have responsibilities. Yes. And they can't just like be there. It's like, well, okay, Uh you can be a part of this, but you're going to have to do this or do that. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So if you're going to give, say, your horse. Yeah, there you go. You got to pay it. What if you're going to give your horse human rights to you know exist and self-determine or whatever? Then you're going to have to hold that horse liable for what it does. If it kicks a fence over, that horse needs to pay for it. You can't say, well, it's just a horse. He does no. If you've given it rights, it's not just a horse. No, you're right. So if yeah. they give these AIs rights, then you're going to be able to have to send one of to jail. Exactly. They're going to have to start paying taxes. Yes. They're going to have to go serve on jury duty. Yes. But they don't want to talk about that part. They just want to talk about the fun part of, ooh, let's let this AI have rights. Yes. All right. (laughs) I'm going to go a step further here. All right. Okay. They don't need to eat. All they need is a place to be stored. Yep. It's electricity. Okay. So you give these things jobs, right? Okay. Now... What's to stop someone to make them the new slaves? What if someone created yeah. like 500 of them and all the money goes to him and at the end of the day he puts them in his closet? Yeah, all of his AIs are slaves. You think that there's eventually going to be like a free them movement and then they get free and then they have everybody's rights that everyone else does? You know, this has been talked about in science fiction I know. stories for a long that time. That story, that's why yeah. it was picked out is because it, it's like... This is real life stuff that we never could see happen. I wonder what's going to happen the first time an AI reproduces. Exactly. Is that really its child? Does it have rights as a parent? Does it have a right? Can you yank that robot from them? 
Yeah. Yeah. Can you say, well, you know what? You don't have feelings. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> and that hurts me that you took my child. You know, his name was going to be, I don't know, Lefty or something, right? Wouldn't it be ironic if an AI would have more rights than, say, your dog? It could. I could see that coming. Yeah. Yep. Hey, welcome. How you guys doing? You guys got a game prediction or something? We got some more Bengals fans. <laughs> yeah. Go Bengals. Bengals by how much? Oh, it, it, it can be close. I, I mean, I'm hoping it's a blowout, but it's probably going to be another one of those days at the very end, both of us. I'm going like this, and you're going like that. It's going to be that's way. I hope not. I, those, those are hard. hard no, right. I agree, hard. man. That's a cardiologist's dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I honestly, like, because my home with his injury, I'm hoping, I don't want it to be bad, but I'm hoping he can't play the game. Cause, uh, and I down. hope next week he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I really next week I want him to be perfect. Yeah. But I don't want anything bad. I don't want him to play. And, and he looked like he was pretty hobbled. I have a feeling that could be an issue. But. Yeah. And you, you guys got a really good defense. I think I think if Mahomes well, is like 80%, your defense is really going to have fun. The problem is, is they've been stifling it. I mean, they've been controlling it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You don't ever stifle them all the way, but you right. control the damage. Yeah. And they've been yeah. really good at damage control. Yeah. 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 On ESPN, they were talking about the three best quarterbacks. They were like Mahomes, Burrow, and Josh Allen. But th- th- that's what it was before. And then after last week, after the Bengals beat the Bills, they said number one is Mahomes, number two is Burrow, number three is Mahomes with one leg. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, yeah. I, I would right now. I would definitely put Burrow ahead of Allen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. he, has, he has great stats. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, he's just, he's so focused. Yeah, he plays, yeah. He plays the game plan perfectly. Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really great game manager that can talk. He's, he's very good at that, yeah, yeah, so. Anyways, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. It's working out very well. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. We're talking about AI. And, Are you reproducing? Yeah. And he's, I can see all of this. Hey, you want to talk? Mom, uh, okay. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You remind me of a penny. Two-faced and not worth much. If you enjoy two douchebags and a microphone, you'll definitely enjoy a shovel to the head. Uh, uh, anyhow, you know, we'll be known as the people, the douchebags, and just go up and say Yeah. We'll have a show of just people walking up and gorping and stuff. <laughs> Come make a random noise. Yes. <laughs> so we're clicking like a chicken, you know, whatever. Well, we'll just put a sock over the mic so we don't get anything on. Yeah, yeah. Other than us, who cares? Yeah. We'll wash off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's another thing that happened last year. And you want to go ahead and read that? Sure. Too? Look, man, I, I got a fuzzy mind. Like I said, I didn't get very much sleep. So Christopher is good enough to read these. And... All right. <clears throat> this is maybe a term that uh, straight out of your nightmare. This is a, a necrobot. Yeah. Necro means dead, and bot meaning uh, robot. 
Okay. This one is equally, maybe even a little bit, well, I don't know. They're both disturbing. Go ahead. Yeah, this is extra disturbing because they made a necrobot out of a dead wolf spider. These are the hairy ones. Yeah, that jump. They're, they're yes. the big hairy spiders that jump and spill the shit out of them. Now, they, they use the spider because spiders don't use muscles to move. Instead, they use uh, pressurized body fluids like, like uh, hydraulics. Um, like the construction equipment you see with those big pistons, they're pumping hydraulic fluid around. That's kind of how spiders do it. So you can replicate this. They have uh, this uh, weird organ called a prosoma chamber. It directs bodily fluids to their legs. Think of it like a hydraulic manifold. And uh, so they reanimated the spider by... Uh, Sealed up its its prosoma using needles and super glue, allowing them to inject, inject air into the legs instead of this fluid. Wow! They're increasing the air pressure stretches the legs out, while reducing the air pressure makes the legs contract. That creates a mechanical gripper that can be used to pick up objects, you know, like the claw machines. Yeah. They are, so they can use this little dead spider at the end of a probe to pick up very gentle and fragile things. <laughs> Okay, I didn't read the whole thing. I didn't know that's what it was used for. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's disturbing as hell. Isn't it? Yeah. And they say some of the uses could be like uh, electronics manufacturing uh-huh. or a brilliantly camouflaged trap for insects. Wow. <laughs> Use a little necrobot spider trap hey, flies. Hey, i go get our coffees. Let's try something different. You just want to keep them entertained while I go get our coffees? Uh, let me try. Okay, all right. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Topher. <laughs> wow, this could turn into a train wreck pretty quickly. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what That's the hell, the we can always edit later. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like my, my butchering of the English language, you probably won't hear it. Yes. You'll hear that I did it. <laughs> all right. So here's an odd experience. I'm at the podcasting table all by myself, having to keep up both ends of a really stupid conversation watching all the intelligent people walk by. See if I can find somebody wearing any kind of team gear. No, no such luck. Here you go. It's going to be uh, probably about a 10-point victory. Probably like 27-17. But knowing the way these games have gone in the past, it's going to come down to a field goal. Yeah. I want a barn burner. I want like a... 38 to 35. I do not want to know the Buffalo Bills game last year. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that was, I mean, at the end of it, I had friends that are Buffalo fans, and they were just like, just be over. I don't care what happens at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just want a heart attack. It's done. It's insane. We'll see, though. Yeah, we will. You're right. It's going to be good. Yeah, some of those games, it just gets, it's, it's just torture. I know. It's like, put me out of my misery, please. Uh, no. And then it, it's so bad that you can't even say, I knew all along. No. All you can do is go, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know well, a game like that gets replayed over and over. Oh, yeah. It looks it looks to me like you did pretty well in your game. A little bit, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> Maybe we we'll start trying to do that for a little bit. Like, uh, I'll just, like, get up and go get a coffee or take a piss and, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know. I should get a handheld mic so I can stand up and just start you know, sticking a mic in people's face. Oh, yeah. Get their first reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Their first reaction would probably be, get away from me, you weirdo. A, a but, great listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll, I'll get a blast of pepper spray in the face. Don't hit the mic. It's expensive. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Okay. I have an interesting question for you. Yes. Um, I, I came up with the term bargain prayer. Okay. And what, what I consider a bargain prayer is like you take your car to the shop and they say, we'll look at it, we'll call you later, and then you start praying, please God, let it be something cheap. If it is, I'll, I'll go to church every Sunday and I'll be nice to my little and brother. nobody ever does. Yeah. So that's, that's a bargain prayer is you want something to happen or something to not happen. So you try to make a deal with God to get your way. Yes. Now, on on the surface of that, what I think of is God doesn't make bargains with people over what God's will is. You know who does make bargains with people? Satan. Yes. So when you're making that bargaining prayer, you know, give me this and I'll do this for you, you're not talking to God. Okay, well, I've always sound like this. I thought it was somewhat blasphemous. Isn't it? it yeah, is. to consider that, ooh, God, you made a mistake, and here's how you should do it. Well, I mean, to, to clog his... Uh, inbox. Inbox with garbage. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, is it okay to make those bargain prayers? I never thought it was right. Yeah. My but mom is sick. You know, pray for her to get better. Mm, really? Because isn't that God's choice? Uh, yeah. So if you pray real hard, you're going to change God's mind? I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think the better thing to do is pray for understanding. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But nobody wants to look at it like yeah. that. Yeah. They want to look at it as I'm really nice to God. Uh huh. He might slide. He might slide the mistake. Because that works with everybody. I mean, that works with everybody else on the planet. But most people's idea of God is He doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. He doesn't go off half-cocked or haphazard doing things. There's a plan, and he sticks to the plan. And the idea that you could pray hard enough to get God to change his mind when he's had this in his plan for all eternity, that just seems weird. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, yeah. Uh, I think that that is us, once again, with our overinflated egos. Yeah. Uh -huh. thing that we can bargain and, and uh, ask and, and somewhat persuade mm -hmm. the ultimate power to do what you want. Yeah. And here's where I went next with that. Um, when people say, um, I can't do that, most of the I time, yeah, most of the time it's because they don't want to. Now, I would say about 10% of the time when people say, I can't do that. They really can't. Well, like, let's say a guy with no legs. Hey, go run that. Go run over yeah. there. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. He physically can't. Yeah. But and can't is usually a lazy term. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it man, really I'm is. just not going to bother. Yeah. So about 10% really can't. There's yeah. probably another 10% who... Uh, it's funny you say that because I've always made a point. I mean, I don't always do it. But I've always made it. Hey, you guys want to talk? Sure. Oh, come on over. I always talk. To say I choose not to. Yeah. So, what y'all doing? Uh, we are having a podcast. Um, and yeah, we're, that's me and him. <laughs> I'm Mark. That's Topher. Why would you call yourself that? It's just a joke. 
<laughs> yeah, we figure everyone's just going to call us that anyway, so yeah, we got ahead of it. We preempted it. We're like, hey, we're douchebags, so we already know this. We've established this. So is this video podcast too? Obviously no, not. No, it's really just yeah. just audio. Yeah, no Nobody wants to. Else. No. Yeah. So who's your audience? Um, anybody that listens to it. <laughs> yeah. And do you like talk to people as they walk by like this? We try as much as possible. Not yeah. too many people will sit down, but yeah. we've had some really interesting guests in the past. Yes, we have. Yeah. yeah. We've been uh, dabbing Cincinnati bagel fans walking Oh, my God. Are you nice to them? Are you welcoming them? No, 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 we're welcoming okay. yeah. Are they nice? Yeah, oh, yeah. Pull, yeah. Pull, the, pull the chair out from under them? They're us over there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So what do you think so, about them? What do you think? What, how are we going to do it tomorrow? Uh, I think we're going to squeak one by. Topher thinks we won't. I, I think the Chiefs. Fan. I am a Chiefs fan, I but I still think we're going to lose by two scores. I'm uh, with you, Topher. I don't know about that much. But. I I think winning against the Bengals will be better than winning this week. True, yeah. true. And that's what I'd be worried about is the letdown after that. Got that off the bat. Well, you guys both have voices for radio or for podcasting. Have you done a lot of broadcasting or anything before? Um, I, I, I fans, yeah. Fans. Okay. Yeah. He does editing the podcast. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. 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 Who, who do you edit for? Uh, I work for a company called Mission. Uh, they do a lot of like business podcasts. Uh, oh, okay. Do you have a card or something? You might uh. <laughs> I might have like an old card for the company that I used to work for. Uh, on a different note, do you know like voice actors and stuff like that? Uh, not a ton, really. I usually use like Voices.com. Voices.com. You can hire uh, actors on there. Pretty. Uh, if not, can I just scribble down the number or something? Yeah, yeah. And you can always get a hold of us. Uh, we have a, a website. It's kind of primitive, but you get a hold of us there. All right, all right. Is this a weekly thing, or uh, probably two or three times a week? As much as our as much as our time will allow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we try to do two or three times a week. Okay. So, yeah. And are you like trying to be close to the Kansas City staff, or? Yeah. Yeah. We do. Uh, I mean, we go other places too. I mean, we do road trips and broadcast from cities and stuff. But the thing is, is our our gig is like this. We are more of a 70s or 80s style morning show, okay, with little bits and gags and stuff like that. Yeah. And there were interesting comments. Him and I grew up on the late 70s, early 80s, radio. Yeah. 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 And even into the 90s, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. We've San Francisco, so I Oh, yeah. Really you had a lot of Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you've seen a lot of names come through there. Yeah. yeah. So that's usually right before they broke. Well, they, they had a stop at San Francisco, and they're like, what you want. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, he's old soul, so yeah. he, he, even though he's my kid. No, 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 I see he understands this. He's yeah. like, yeah, you know, that's well, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, you got oh, a pen yeah. and paper? Yeah. Um, maybe we want to turn the uh, show off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, t- about 10% of the people, when they say, I can't do that, uh, they, you know, they, they're right. They're physically can't. You know, if your boss says sprout wings and fly around the room, you say, I can't. You, know, you can't. Uh, so probably another 20, 10% really believe that they can't do it. Uh, but I think the other 80% just don't want to because what they would have to do to do that, they don't want to do. Like, you know, push your dog out the window. Well, I can't do that. Well, you can't. You don't want to. There's a very big difference. So I think that fits in with the, the bargaining type prayers. It's understanding what's happening instead of 
saying, you know, I don't like this, make it not happen. The better thing is to understand why it's happening and why you need to do the thing that you think you can't do. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds kind of corny, but it was in the Matrix movies where the Oracle kept telling Neo, "You know what you spoke, what you're supposed to do. You just under understand it yet." Yeah. When you understand why you have to do that, then you'll know what you're supposed to do. Yes. And I think that has a lot of validity. I mean, that's been something that's been talked about in psychotherapy for decades, generations. Is you understand when you fully understand, then the answer becomes just completely clear. Yes. So when I hear people say, "I can't do that," I, my my first thought is, "Well, you don't understand the situation." Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, that's why I try to. I'm not always successful at it because it's really easy to say I can't and just to blow it off. Mm. I always try to say I choose not to or I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, it, it goes along with talking in absolutes, saying things like everybody does this or I never do that or you always say this. It's You're saying an absolute and it, it really there are very, very few absolutes though. It's better to say often this happens, or, you know, or this rarely happens, but to say never, always, that's, that really clouds the issue, because it, it simple, oversimplifies, and then you don't have to think about anything else, but you really should think about everything else. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, far afield from bargaining type prayers. Uh, no, I like that subject a lot. I mean, I don't know how we can expand on it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We have like a family reunion right next to us. Did you see that? It's because we were here. Yeah, that's it. It was right? all about us. All of a sudden, they're like, yeah. 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 they're hugging each other. And <laughs> I, couldn't, I didn't have the heart to go, hey, guys, do it on you. Come on, come over here, hug on you. So, anyway. Well, here's a, here's a fun thing. Um, You've seen it on Facebook, all the lists of, you know, here's the thing about baby boomers that every millennial hates. And this shows a list of things that boomers do that drive millennials oh, I crazy. This. I love this. Go ahead. Or they'll say, you know, here's the 12 things Gen Xers do that boomers never understand. And, you know, and it, it ridicules one group or another. And for the most part, this is all done in good fun for entertainment, you know, to sell some advertising, etc. But I started thinking, they're making fun of a group of people that the only thing they did was be born in a certain span of years, which is something they had no control over and can't help. So how bizarre that it's okay to say, oh, if you were born between 45 and 65, then you're a baby boomer and you're all like this and we're going to make fun of you. Sorry, I was I was peeking at our Cincinnati numbers. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead. And then, uh, or to or to pit one group against the other. This group, which was you know the only thing about them is they were born from this year to that year. They can't stand this group. Uh, they were born from this year to that year. They're pitting age groups against each other for entertainment value. Yeah. How is that different from pitting, say, gay people against? black people against left-handed people. These are all things that you were born into and you had no control over. So is it okay to presume everyone who was born left-handed is this way? But I guess I guess there's a, a 
a history of that because you say everybody who's born a Leo is this way. Everybody who's I, I born a Virgo that. is I this way. It's tongue in cheek. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's just as much prejudice as saying, well, this person was born in May, therefore this is how they are. This yeah. person was born well, in this country. Like this, even though I know it's not true, uh -huh. it's still fun to just show that. Yeah. I make fun of my own sign all the time, Scorpio. Yeah. If someone goes, ah, you're being a dick, I'm like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. I'm following the script. He's supposed to sting you while you're halfway across the river. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> and you're wrong. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I found that there's a disconnect there. Here you can have these lists. You know, here are people born into this situation. They have no control over it, yet we're making fun of them because of it. That's true. Is it okay to do that on what language they speak? Whether they're physically disabled? What about the color of their skin? Actually, there's not really any difference. You're right. Uh huh? There's not really any difference, really. It's just that one has not been fought over. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. See that there are there are there are groups that qualify as a minority in the population. Like the people who like Studebakers would be a minority. Yeah. But they're not a protected group. No, exactly. The way uh, others like uh, just like I was working in uh, Massachusetts yeah. a couple years ago, and uh, and it just dawned on me. Okay. Uh, where we're working at was a place called Lowell in Massachusetts. I heard of Lowell. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a suburb of Boston. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Without the Boston taxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was right next to a methadone clinic, which was very interesting going there in the morning when it was dark. And leaving a lot of times when it was dark. So, uh, anyhow, we had to walk right by the methadone clinic to go to work. But, uh, well, it was Lowell, Massachusetts, and the Met there. Oh, okay, protected species. Yeah, protected groups. Yes. Sorry, like I said, I'm foggy. I'm really foggy because I had a couple hours sleep, and now I got to stay focused, so it's kind of hard for me. To... Yeah. Okay. I'm coming down from my weed high, so I can start <laughs> picking you up the slack here. Someone's got to carry the show. It's not me today. Yeah. So uh, I was glad to hear that we have radio voices out. Yeah, it, yeah. Because I'm one of the people who always cringes when I hear mine. Like, you've got a kind of a little bit of a Johnny Dare thing going on with your voice, which yeah, is very. Yeah. You're you've got a, a good voice, but a distinctive voice too. Distinctive. I yeah. know. I could never prank go when I was. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows it's you. Oh yeah. Hey, is there a refrigerator running? Mark, get off the phone. I know you're mom. <laughs> Uh, okay, bye. Sorry. Yeah, I tried to do one of those secret phone calls when I was in grade school to find out if a girl liked me. She uh, knew right away it was me. <laughs> hey, uh, so, uh, what and then she, and, and then she said she didn't like me. <laughs> Listen, moron, I still don't like you. <laughs> I can't say I blamed her, because here I was an idiot on the phone pretending to be somebody else. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked me very much no, either. So. I didn't like him anyhow, but now he's pretending he's someone else. Hey, maybe that somebody else is a little more interesting. No, that's what I always thought. That's probably why I love radio boys growing up. I could be anybody. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, I learned that with Dick Wilson. Yeah. He had this big booming boy sticking Jay in the morning. Yeah. And listen to him, I'm like, man, that, that dude's fucking handsome, he's tall, 
he's slender, and he's got a good voice. <laughs> then I see him, and I'm like, Fuck. Yeah. I'm not talking him. I mean, he just does not look like his voice. I remember one of the guys from probably 810 AM who had such an awesome, you know, hip voice on air. And then we, Which I saw one? him. I can't even remember, but I saw him do a local commercial, and he was this older, fat, balding guy, and he had a twitch in his oh, hand, and he kept, he kept. No, this would have been back in the seventies. Oh, in the seventies. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about when they were not sports radio. Right. This this is nineteen seventies. Seven ten. But they changed. What they did is. That's right. They were seven ten. Okay, I got it. But uh, yeah, he had he had uh, uh, like a Tourette's thing with his hand, and it was on camera, and he was always switching and flicking his hand. I wasn't trying to make fun of you. I'm a bad guy too. Just not. So anyhow, go ahead. But, uh, yeah, when I saw him, I thought, man, he, he does not look like his voice. Yeah. And, but like you, it's like, hey, if you've got a voice, you don't have to be good looking. Yeah. I think it was always ingrained in my head that yeah. I could be this pudgy little fuck from Cleveland, Missouri. Yeah. But if I was on air, nobody knew that. Yeah, I, all, all the time as I was a kid, I worked on voices and noises and and all sorts of uh, sound effects with my vocal cords. So, yeah, it was a way to, to try to get attention, I guess, but I can make lots of weird noises now. <laughs> Not that it really gets me any action, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do that to Cindy, and she's like, nah. Uh, yeah, I learned I learned early in the Back relationship. Down, <laughs> yes, it didn't fly. So, so anyway, protected groups. Uh, okay. That's right. <laughs> where were we? I tried to go there three times. I even forgot where I was at. Yeah, I think that was about, probably okay. about 20 minutes ago we started. <laughs> well, the guy was working with Ryan. I, I met him a lot. He's a cool guy. I need to get him a call and see how it's work. But him and I used to have a study. We identified microbrews and stuff. But there's one thing we noticed in Lowell, Massachusetts, and it's a Massachusetts law is what it is. Yeah. People will, like, walk right out in front of you. And... Uh, it's just as slow as they fucking want. It just be like, just drag their feet and make them wait and run away. And the reason is because they're protected. Yeah. You have to stop no matter no jaywalking back. If someone's near that road and they look like oh, they're okay. going to fucking get, they look like they're going to cross, you better stop. So people have been given the, the legal right to cross any road anywhere at any time, yeah. and the drivers have to accommodate. Yeah, and uh, Ryan was driving. I go, watch out, protected species. He started laughing. <laughs> yeah. But that's what they were. They were protected species. It's like, yeah. forget that they're humans. They were protected species. Like, you could not get near them. Yeah. yeah. And if you did, you were done. Yeah. Uh, an example from my uh, postal career, there was a guy who was uh, up for supervisor. And uh, he thought he was going to get the job. And in fact, he got unofficial notification okay, you got it, get ready. But at the last second, the other person applying for the job said, mm, no, this, you decided to be hiring based on racial lines, and I think that's wrong. So they reversed it and gave it to the other guy. Now, the first guy identified as Portuguese. The second guy identified as black. So the Portuguese guy said, wait a minute, I'm a minority too. Why, why does black get priority over Portuguese? And the reply was, being black is a protected group. Portuguese is not. 
So even though ethnically, culturally, and by national origin he was a minority, he wasn't the right kind of minority. Yes, I know. Therefore, he didn't get the rights. Isn't that funny? In a lot of cases, it works out, because if it's something you choose to be, then you don't get to claim minority status. But it's something that just happened to you, then I think you should be able to. But then you have to show uh, a pattern of exploitation, uh, denial of civil rights and human rights to, to justify being a protected group. And I guess Portuguese people don't have a history of being oppressed, so they're not considered a protected group. But the weird thing is, the government apparently has all sorts of lists of different minority groups. It's like, these, yes, these are protected. This, no, they're not. Oop, we got a Bengals fan. You want to make a prediction? No, I'm not going to do it. Sorry. Okay, right. uh, guy wearing all sorts of Bengals gear. He couldn't get him. I knew he was going to pick the Bengals. He just didn't want us to yell at him. He wasn't going <laughs> to. Yeah. So, but there, it, the calculation involved, somebody in the government is deciding who gets protection and who doesn't. I know, and that bothers me. Who is this uh, whatever? Out of sight. Behind closed doors. Is it whoever screaming in the loudest? Could be. But you know... Or is uh, it a spin? Like you go back to... The government has to work a certain way. Well, yeah, like you go to baby boomers. You know, we would not be a protected group. Oh, no, we're Even though, now. you know, we had no choice but to be born in the span of years. But the group of baby boomers includes people of all races, ethnicities, genders, physical abilities. Uh, I mean, so it's a huge, enormous group that encompasses a lot of people who are protected and a lot of people who aren't. It's, it's kind of such a big mixing pot that you can't protect the whole group as a group. So they're fair to make fun of and to tease, but if they started trying to take away our voting rights, then there would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> if they said, you know, this drinking fountain is not for boomers to use, you know, boomers have to use the gutter, then there'd be a problem. Yeah. But the kind of stuff they're doing now... Uh, is not worth outrage. No, it really uh, isn't. It's well, just interesting. We're basically but, left over. Yeah. The leftovers. It's just kind of like, oh, those guys. We were well, the. They're still here, but, you know. We were the big reproductive burst after World War II. You know, that's why we're here. Because yeah. the war was over and everybody wanted to make babies. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that's why we exist. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We all know it. So, yeah. uh, let's see, I think someone did a study on uh, the day that Prohibition was repealed and alcohol became legal again. Nine months later, there was an enormous surge in births. Because everybody got drunk and hit sex. <laughs> and nine months later, all those babies were born. <laughs> and that it's, it's, it's really effective to track human moods by tracking the birth rate. When there's a big spike in births, it's like, okay, something fun happened nine months ago. <laughs> wow. Nine months after Woodstock, enormous birth enormous surge. Birth. Yep. <laughs> Next in pursuit for a real new slapper.
it's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Hey, your five-year-old neighbor have all your violin lessons. Dirt all of your hangovers. Hi there. This is Fucknut from Two Fucknuts and a Recorder Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please, go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get. Missed in life, but I always wanted to see Nico mm-hmm. McLean's cover of Iron Man at his place, uh, Rock and Roll Ridge, in Coral Springs, Florida. Cool. I was down there working, and I, I tried to get a flight out Saturday, but there wasn't any way. Uh, no, Sunday, because Saturday, Nico goes to his uh, business here uh-huh. and he plays drums with his, uh, his uh, band until they run out of beer. That would be fun. So if you all are inclined to, I suggest going there. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen the uh, you know the Iron Maiden. They took their name from a device. It's it's kind of like a large wooden, uh, roughly human shaped, uh, open barrel kind of thing, and it's lined with spikes inside. The idea is you put the person inside, and then you close it up, and all these iron spikes go into it. And it's it's it is a brutal device. It's it's like the embrace of an iron maiden, you know. And she's embracing you with all her sharp iron knives. And I'll I'll see it in uh, you know, horror movies and, uh, and uh, video games. They'll have the iron maiden there in the corner. Come to find out that the iron maiden was never used as a medieval torture device. It was invented in the 1800s as a stage prop for a, a, a play, a horror play. And somebody dreamed that they had like the rack for stretching people and the boiling oil for dripping on them. And somebody came up, oh, what about this thing where they close you up in and all the knives pierce you? I think it was based on a magician. Um, just, just to wrap up, it was, it was basically based on a magician's prop where they have the, the chest where the person stands inside and they run the knives through and then they take them out later and the person comes out of the box and they're unharmed. That was the that was the idea behind inventing the Iron Maiden as a stage prop. I didn't know that. So it's never actually used on anybody in reality. Uh, well, I guess it has by now, so it's probably made one and actually used one. Sure, but, yeah. but yeah, it was never an actual medieval torture device. Yeah. 
is this made up? I thought it was too. Yeah. It's like it's like Santa Claus never wore red until Coca-Cola adopted them as a mascot and put Coca-Cola colors on them. Yeah. Before that, like a skinny bishop guy before that. Yeah. There's also one they was wearing mostly green and had like little forest creatures all over him. Red. Nope. Nope. But it fit in with a, with the Coke logo, so they put red on them, and everyone just started making the red Santa Claus. Poor such sheep. <laughs> I was gonna take a selfie with you guys and tag you in my in my social media. Is that okay? Do it. Do it. Okay. All right. Trying to get a sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. So how are you? Yeah. I, you just get the two of you. Sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to get off. Of there we go. Right. I'm gonna tag you guys. Very good. Right. 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 Oh, okay, excellent. Well, we're going to do a, uh, a true crime episode. My uh, grandfather was murdered in 1934 by uh, a crew that was working for the Kansas City Organized Crime Family, the Di Giovanni's. And... Uh, and one of the guys in the car was uh, Carlos Savella, whose brother Nick Savella eventually became Kansas Crime Boss. So we're going to go into the whole thing, and, and actually the murder of my grandfather... Uh, caused a number of ripple effects and a lot of other people died too because it was supposed to happen. <laughs> so they didn't want it, they didn't want the notoriety, they wanted the money, but they didn't want the notoriety. And they're like, hey, we, you know, we're not supposed to be existing. So we're gonna, you know, you just go do what you need to do. And they chose to kill it. And then all of a sudden that became a major Yes, yeah. If they were just taking the money and kicked him around a little bit, that was, all right, we get it. But since they killed him, all of a sudden it's like, hey, you guys crossed the line. It became okay, national news. They did not know the line. You could make that like a whole series. Yeah. Because if you went into the, the Pendergast and other things, yeah. like, we weren't exactly mafia, weren't exactly legit, or something yeah. totally yeah. else. Something else. You're familiar with John Lazia? I know the name, but I don't know what he's called. He was the liaison between the mob and Pendergast. Okay. And uh, I mean the, the governor. Or the mayor. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, he was big on him and Pendergast were big on Harry Truman and all this. Yeah. So Lazio was told, you know, let's get the heat uh, off, uh, and you need to go ahead and rat out these guys who were in the car to the cops and get them caught so everything goes away. And uh, um, he did, and then another faction within the mob didn't like that, so they brought... One of the guns that he used in the Sound Valentine's Day Massacre, they brought it down from Chicago and used it to murder John Lazia here in Independence. And they did it intentionally, knowing the ballistics would be analyzed and they would know that it was one of those guns. But that was the statement they made is here's how much we want this situation to get cleaned up. Your grandfather's name was not mentioned. But he was mentioned. Um, there's this uh, documentary called Black Hand Strong. 
and it's about the Kansas City Monster and their, uh, and their rise to power. So, and, yeah, and then their, their destruction, which was Operation Strongman. And Black Hand was originated. You've got to watch it. It's on the internet. I'm watching it very indie. I watched it the Screenland downtown when it was there. And it's very good movie. Just a documentary. No opinion or nothing. Just what happened. But the reason it was called Black Hand at first was Kansas City was seven, you know, up on the block here, real close, probably right around here. And if you got a letter, okay, first off, originally, you know, they came from overseas, right? And uh, they felt like they were being treated very badly and not getting their share. So they came up with a, you know, um, well, there's a term for it, or something like that. Yeah. Or or something like that. That's what La Cosa Nostra translates to. Yeah. So they came up with this, like, hat. And they would write these command letters in black ink. So someone came up and said, man, I got, I got black ink. So I, I was thinking, what was it? World War One? Wasn't it the black man that assassinated? Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking that was the connection to it, but it actually has nothing to do with it. That was more like the black hand of death. And this was more like you know, written in a black ink. Yeah, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's really good. Watch that movie if you get a chance. You can find it on the internet. But that's how it originated. Is so you get a black hand letter and then you talk to some other store. Let's like, say you have black hand And he goes, hey, 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 Jim, come here. Yeah. <laughs> or let's see Isaiah. <laughs> hey, Isaiah, Jebediah, come here. Yes. I got this letter and it's in black ink. Oh shit! I like do getting, what they say. It's like getting a letter from the government. Yeah, it's like, it's like the IRS Hey, hey, Christopher. Hey, Topher. Yeah, I got a letter from the IRS. Oh shit! Yeah. Changing my name. Yeah. Well, awesome guys. Well, yeah, nice hey, to meet you. Yeah, yeah, I will. We want, we want your criticism and critique. Okay. We want to get better. <laughs> you can't get any worse. I, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want any criticism or critique on mine because I don't have to ask for it. It just comes in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what's your name? And, you, and tell your podcast here. Let's cross pollinate. My name is Justin, and I'm the co-host of the Generation Y podcast. And I've been around since 2012. He's a very interesting guy. I suggest you listen to him. Thank you, guys. You have a good one. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming by. No problem. Have a good one. <laughs> this is the best place, isn't it? We should have gotten that banner a long time ago. We should have. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> well, cool. Even, All right. even promoted uh, other podcasts and everything. That's yeah. Because yeah. we are a little niche group that I'm, needs to support each other. Yeah, I'm going to check out True Crime Podcast. Sounds just right up my alley. Yes. I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah. Well, I had one last thing to talk about before I run out of steam. Is uh, this this has brought my attention because my oldest brother Mark and his wife uh, have moved to Cape Town, South Africa. So they're on the southern side of the equator. We're up here on the northern side. So here it's uh, it's January and it's winter time. In South Africa, it's January and it's summertime. Because their seasons are flipped. People don't seem to think of it like that. Right. We tend to travel east and west a lot, but not north and south. So we don't necessarily notice the seasons are opposite. You know, right now in South Africa, it's summer. 
uh, heading in towards the fall months of April, June, uh, April, May, and June. That's fall for them. That's autumn. So what what really struck me was when we have the summer summer Olympics, it's only summer for half the globe. You know what? That's right. The other the half of them are like what the fuck? Here's the game. They pander to the Western because more Western are watching. Yeah, so yeah, that's where the television market is. Yes, the television market is over here, not in South Africa, so they don't care. Yeah. They're like, well, we're going to call this summertime Olympics because our, uh, our market, viewership, yeah. our 80% of our viewership, if not more, is coming from here. Yeah, so, yeah. so the, you know, when we have Summer Olympics here, it's winter for half the globe, but they have to send their athletes to come up here and do summer games. And then when it's winter Olympics here, it's vice versa. You know, they leave. You know, they're on the beach. They're in the swim gear, and then they fly up here, and then they're wearing winter coats and skis. And stuff. You know how many people that fly Yeah. Wait a minute. What's going on here? But on the other hand, north-south travel, you don't get jet lag because you stay in the same time zone. Yeah, that's true. So when you travel east to west, you stay in the same season, but not the same time zone. You travel north-south, you change seasons, but you stay in the same time zone. Oh, yeah. No wonder people screwed up. God. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I remember seeing the first time it was uh, 82 Olympics, I think, the Winter Olympics, and they showed some of the athletes at home in, like, Australia. And it was summertime, and they were you know, at the beach, and they were having cookouts, and I was like, wait a minute. Why is it? Why are they showing summertime? Where's all the snow? Like, well, it's winter. It's summertime now. Uh, as a kid, I was like, "Well, you mean they're lying to me?" <laughs> I was just heartbroken. Why? Why would they do this to me? Why would they deceive me? Yeah. Well, they they sell it as you know all the countries and nations getting together, but it's not winter for everybody. No, no, isn't that funny? Yeah. That's what is that? Northern equator privilege. <laughs> <laughs> or Northern Hemisphere privilege. That's what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> At, you know, when you think about it, Northern Hemisphere is primarily white people. White and Asian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. At least historically. Yeah. Historically. Everything's like pretty much all different variety now. It's made up for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Global communication, global economy, global travel, all of it. Yeah. All of it has is, is really served to lessen the differences. And also laws that allow people to Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? This is probably the first time in history, you know, these last few hundred years, where people have not been free to just travel wherever they felt like. For the whole other part of human history, people would just pick up and move anywhere and go anywhere they wanted. But it's only been the last, like, 100 or 200 years that suddenly borders have become something to close and keep people out of. It's a, it, you know, restricted immigration is a recent human phenomenon. That's it, That's true. Yeah.
So, uh, okay, I'm I want to figure out why. I want to find out why. All right, I want to tell you one story here that okay. Steve, my brother Steve, told me last night. I want to get him on the podcast. He's a very interesting guy. Oh, yeah, I know Steve. very, very interesting guy. He's telling me about the shit in the purse store. And I knew about this, but I didn't know all the particulars. I like it already. Oh, yeah. I guess they found this, like, expensive purse somewhere or something. Yeah. And then I told him I shit in my wallet in the shit store, which I'll go to after that. I think I already told on the podcast, but... It was a long time ago. Yeah. Our numbers would indicate, like, the old stuff you don't give a fuck Yeah. Restart recycling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one this one I'm working on right now has got some recycling. Yeah. But the repurpose stuff sounds great, but anyway, it's Okay. Anyhow... Uh, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'll shoot the first no problem because his friends came to him and said, shoot in this and we're going to play a prank on something. <laughs> he's like, yeah, no shit. Nope, or, or no, no, no problem. problem. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyhow, he, he said there was a little bitty little fucking expensive handbag. Oh, my. He said, oh, my God, I'm supposed to shit in this. But he did. He said, yeah, no, yeah. no problems. He took a dump in. Everything was fine. Everything came out good. He said he didn't have any cleanup on the outside, which is very important. <laughs> so, then he closes it. You want to make sure you color within the lines. Yes. And then he they put a dollar bill halfway out and closed it. <laughs> then they put it outside. They put it outside a friend's business. <laughs> And because the guy's really, really nice, I know him, he's a very good friend. Oh, and, and because he's so nice, we would go there, find out who owned it, and get it to him. Right? <laughs> so they put it out there, and our friend was going to come out. Oh, oh no, some blue lady. I better help her get her purse back. But Steve's wife, Sherry, intervened and would not let it happen. <laughs> yeah, she said you're not doing that to that poor man. No, fucking stop it right now. So it went somewhere else. Uh, it, a couple of she paid this. A couple of dumbasses that were like I don't know, like real idiots that were like flying around the block all the time. Yeah. They left it for them. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they grabbed it and took off. <laughs> So that was so fun when they opened it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, this perfect. goes into my shit story then. So, uh, I told him about this last night because, you know, one shit story deserves another. Right? Yeah. Uh, I was working down in Texas, and so this was a huge high school. Mm-hmm. It was Prosper, Texas High School. Very important. Yeah. And the high school has, here's how big it is. We have like 10 different restaurants. Oh, yeah. They have the Bushes, uh, uh, Jerry Jenkins, Dale Sanders, all these people have contributed a large amount of money in the land for the school. It is built at 6% capacity, so the place would run. Oh, So this, I'm not kidding you, this damn school is probably at least a quarter mile, if not that that's a lot of students. Yeah, they had an indoor football stadium, an outdoor club, indoor tennis, and they had everything indoor because it's so blazing hot. Oh, yeah. That they can't practice. So, well, it's Texas. You know, sports is going to be big and football is going to be king. We have any colleges up here that don't have an indoor nothing. No, no. They don't even have indoor soccer. Yeah. So, this is a very elaborate, beautiful high school. 
So when we got there, uh, we did it in different increments. We did the first part of it, and the second part of it, like a few months later, the third part of it, a few months later, because we have to do something, we put something else in, and we come back and put our stuff in. And oh, yeah. Working so, around on the cruise. Yeah. So all the electricity was in the west side of the building, and we were working on the east side. She had to rely on four huge extension cords. Oh, yeah. Current yeah. drops on the Yeah, so we bring these extension cords all the way down, uh, a quarter mile down, or it seemed like it, if not longer. And then we'd be working all center power. So, all right, we go over there. And I, it takes me forever. Oh, okay, there's something. I'll get back in. Happen again. And again. And again. Okay. So I'm like, All right. Smell a rat. Yes. So these tile layers were over there working. And I started noticing like, the unplugging was always near them. Oh. Coincidence? No. They weren't good at hiding their tracks. No, I, did. <laughs> I took a little dive in the science room acting like I was going to a job site all the way down the whole line I sat in there and I watched them observe. We already planned this, and I said, "All right, we'll stay in there until you see them." So I see him. I see him on the way. I'm like, "All right, cocksuckers." <laughs> so this one guy used to go into a quarter shooter from one o'clock to three o'clock. We think he was sleeping. Oh God, who'd want to sleep? Oh, it was disgusting. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, but it, it was clockwork. But the certain one he would go to next to the building, I think the reason was that the boss came and come out and yell and go, hey, hey, boss is here. Oh, so he could, yeah. So he would be sitting in there, and I think probably that way he could fuck off and get away from Yeah. So, so if the boss came and went out and go, oh, yeah, yeah, so-and-so is in the shit at all, you know, he'll, he'll be out and come out and go, hey, man, so, you know, the boss is here. Yeah. So, uh, Anyhow, we were leaving. Uh, we're coming back to Kansas City for a month, and, uh, I think a month, month and a half later, we come yeah. back and put in another, uh, another part of this. So, uh, I had this old wallet that I fucking, uh, my wallet tore apart when we were eating, and like everything fell out. Sure, I guess I'm going to be wallet. It was like, yeah. ah, big laugh on me. Yeah. So, we went by Walmart on the way back to the hotel, and I buy a new wallet. And then I see this wallet, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I think I know where this is going. Yes, yes. So I said, everybody, who's got a 20? Everybody had a 20. Carol, one side of it to where you can still cash it. Everybody did. And I taped it at the hotel room. I taped it. It looked like six 20s. And very edgy. I took this wallet. I folded it back up. I went out to set shitters. And I went in the whole time. And I threw it in the biggest pile of disgusting shit you've ever seen. Perfect. Yes. So this motherfucker went in there. And we, we timed it just right. Because we were in our truck and we were leaving. And my like, motherfucker ought to be in there. It's about 110. All of a sudden he pulls out and we lock eyes. And I didn't even mean to. So I smile. And I act like I'm unplugging a cord. Uh, <laughs> message received. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, anyhow, it just happened like that. And he knew what I was saying. And his hand was probably all shitty. Yeah. Not, no money at all. 
Oh, and there wasn't a whole lot of water in there. He had to like go upstairs, way in the corner to get a little bit of water. Uh, or outside, around the end of the building, expected there definitely wasn't soap unless you brought it. So he was fucked. <laughs> wow, that yeah. was good. Oh, it was good. So this is why Perfect. you should listen to all the podcasts because you'll never know when you'll get a gem like this. Yeah. Yeah, we break loose with them every now and then. Not very often, but no. yeah. Welcome back. We are two douchebags and a microphone. I am Topher. I am Mark. And we're here to invade your ear holes. Yes. <laughs> and this is exactly what we're going to do with stupid questions. Oh, I love stupid questions. Sorry about your ear holes. Go ahead and get the Mercuricone. Yeah. That real poisonous stuff that you're yeah. not supposed to use anymore. Yeah. Or in the iodine. No, yes. Or uh, turpentine. Oh, turpentine. Yeah, yeah. Turpentine was like iodine light. Remember? Yeah. It's like it wasn't as stingy, yeah. so you didn't think it worked as good. So yeah. you never got the turpentine. Now it's worked with big guns. I'm gonna go get the iodine. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> so, anyhow, I have horrible questions. Volume whatever. Volume this. Yeah, volume. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's volume eight. And we'll go with eight. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, I, I went through all the podcasts last night, no, yeah. and it's a all right. So, okay, who decided what's right and wrong? Oh wow! Wow, I guess that would have to be a general consensus. Exactly. Yeah, so it's no one person. But, you know, there are plenty of people who would like to decide what's right and wrong for themselves and everybody else. I'm sure in some areas, cannibalism is coming. Yeah, yeah. Probably still to this day. Some areas, it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Can't do it here. No, no. Incest. Yeah, some places that's, that's people, no big deal. Like the people that want to keep their, they have some sort of blood line. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, what do they call polyamory, where you have like one husband and eight yeah, wives? Yeah, it's like a. It's, it's like a relationship stance. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. polyamorous or something yeah. like that. Yeah, polyamory. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, if, if everyone decides that this is okay, then it's okay. Because there are things that we do now that 100 years ago you get thrown in jail for. Yeah, that's right. But we've all decided it's okay now. Yeah. So I guess or enough you're, right. Of us. <laughs> you're right, it's a general consensus, yeah. and how they get it is probably people will stand up and say, we don't think this is right. And in other cases, it's people push to see how much they can get away with. And when they discover that they're not being pushed back anymore, they're like, oh, I guess this is all right now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a very revolving question that we'll yeah. never get a complete answer on because... There isn't. It's like who wrote the book of love? You just you're never gonna you don't know. know. We're just gonna be satisfied that someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Whoever. <laughs> what is freedom and does it really exist? I don't think it really exists because it's it's a state of mind. I agree. Freedom is a state of mind. To be yeah. free means that you're probably going to live in God, because true freedom is you don't have to hold the neck of God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't have to go get food. I'm free. Yeah. I don't need anybody else. I'm all, I'm free, and I don't care if this flood is coming down on me. 
Yeah. You could really use the Coast Guard right now. I think true freedom is probably kind of a trap. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be. Uh, yeah, freedom is your own state of mind when you think you're free. Yeah. I don't think there's actually something concrete or physical you can define freedom as this and this only. And I don't think it works. No, I agree. Yeah. What is the purpose of setting goals if we all die? You know, I think it's the struggle. I think it's the, the striving to achieve that's the important part. I think it's the identity pattern. Yeah. And when you look back on it, it's not the achievement, it's the struggle you went through. It's like this little fucking this is a king coming we call Yeah. And it on days like the game where it's made, you know, it feels fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like we're going to go home and say, okay, we're done, we did it. No, this is the action of doing it, the process of doing it. That when, you achieve your, when you achieve your goal, it's kind of a letdown sometimes. You know, it's like, well, it was fun trying for it, now it's done. Well, it has been because the more, the more people we garner, the more it's kind of like, well, a lot more, but this is so cool. Yeah. You know, we have all these analytics and it's going so well. Yeah. It's almost like we want to struggle, but we want to know more. Yeah. Like, like it's a better story with the end Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you know if it's too easy and routine, then it's also not all that interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, another thing is about this show is the more we go along, the more we realize we can. Yeah. Yeah. We are. The show sounds good. We have enough people coming. It is a really good show. It's very entertaining, and that's what we're trying to do. To me, I look at the show as a salute to morning radio in the golden Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like a love letter to all those DJs that yes. pioneered the, the, the goofy morning show, the fun, the, the made-up, the slapstick, the... The illusion, all that stuff that was just so entertaining in the morning and so much fun. I mean, we still have a good one in Kansas City, Johnny Bear, but it's changed so much. It's different, different. It's yeah. Very different. It is so different. Randy Miller changed. Yeah. Everybody changed. Yeah. You know, everybody had to change. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Robert Lunsford, he's changed. Yeah. You know, I mean, he doesn't have to work with shop the press and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, things have a time, and they come and they go, but it's sad when the, you, you look at them and think, well, they just did this for a short bit so they could get on top, and now they're pulled, they're taking their foot off the gas. But other 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 people, they, they kept their foot on the gas, and just, you know, even if their popularity wasn't big, they were still going for it, doing, doing everything they loved doing. That's more important. That's the passion. Yeah. 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 And that always brings you above the rest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if we were, you know, reading scripts constantly, working in sponsors, ad copy, it would be boring and stupid. I wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> we've, already, we've made our money in life, although I'm still working. Yeah. You know, we've made our money in life. We're very secure. We're not so blind. Yeah. 
Yeah. Keep it, you know, we have absolute freedom to do whatever we want. We're not beholden to anybody. This is a love letter to classic radio with classic personalities. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. You either get it or you don't. If you get it, you're going to love it. I do. Yeah. And if you don't, then that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Go back and listen to uh, um, the Woody Show. Yeah. Dick and Jay morning show. Yeah, oh, that's great. Uh, who else? <laughs> there was John and Tom yeah. yeah. And there's, there's some old comedy there acts. Yeah. There, there's some, some comedy acts that did it in radio style, like Cheech and Chong. Um, one that a lot of people don't know is Fire Sign Theater. I they know were, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. It took me a second. Like, yeah. Fire Sign Theater that was, was awesome. That was great. It was like three or four guys that did all the voices and the sound effects, and they always had some some really good sarcastic point to make. And it was there's some of the stuff there's like millions of Beatles references. I mean, there's all sorts of hidden gems in everything. That was to me that was brilliant. Yeah, go listen to Fire Sign Theater. It's 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 really awesome. If you like this type. If yeah. you like this type of radio, I strongly encourage you to listen to it. Yes. People don't know where a lot of this originated, but I would to say yes. Like Nick, Nick Danger, Third Eye. Yeah. Forward into the past. <laughs> that, it was like one whole side of an album, and it was just it was extraordinary. Yeah. Um, even you go back to Stan Freeman. Yes, yes. Uh, Dr. Dementia. Uh-huh. Who's still around. He is. It's amazing. Yeah, I love the guy. He's actually Richie Blackmore, right? He just yeah. up and was <laughs> I hear him plays guitar better now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. And then Sven Dooley is actually Nicholas Cage. I was going to go into Sven Dooley. Yeah, he is. Wow. You know, the people that love this type of radio think exactly like too much. Yeah. Because that's going to go into Sven Dooley. Or our version, uh, Mr. Yeah, the creeper. The creeper. Yep. Yeah, who turned out to be a pedophile. Yeah, Ed the Scary had his own late night show. And then he, yeah. And I remember when his cats, yeah. I remember he had Twisted Sister on. Yeah. And he he did. He he was he was introducing him to so and so and then D. Snyder. Yeah. Because Twisted Sister was Captain Yeah. So he introduced him. He said, "This is so and so and D. Snyder of Twisted Sister." And then he said, "And I'm Ed Muscari." Broken brother, and D. Snyder just about snotted on the floor. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> Ed called himself Broken Brother. Do you still remember the creep? No, I don't. I remember that little creepy sideways hand wave. Yeah, half the side. And here's something. Whenever I listen, Vinny Castell does some stuff on the internet. He does the sign every night. That's like a little icky for Kansas City guys because he's from the area. Yeah. I always love that. So if you ever hear this, which you probably don't. I love that, and I call it. Yeah. Every morning in the morning, I swear to listen. 
I'm going to remember it. I'm going to write it down. And we could do it on a couple of shows just to do it. Yeah. We're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> nothing else, just piss people off. We're good at that too. Yeah, we are. We are douchebags, so we have that right. Yeah. It's kind of our job description. I read up on it on the internet, so these people will piss you off. <laughs> so, all the masochists, they, they was a big population. All the people like to be spit on and kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Listen, like uh, like in Buffalo right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of that, bro. I'm so proud of it. I'm just like, man. It's going Yes. And to lead off with it, there's like that. I started with Father Tom, and they're still a fucking asshole. <laughs> I firmly believe on those little things that personalize every episode. It's important. Yeah, because the, the reunion episodes are like three of them that we did in a row. Yeah. All of them have a Father Tom. And then the next one will be Valentine's Day, so look for Cupid to call you a fucking Yeah, there we go. And if you want, look for St. Patty to call you a fucking person. <laughs> it just... You want to make sure that you know these aren't just mass-produced episodes. I was going to have an MLK call us a fucking asshole, but I thought... Nah, that was not really his style. That's yeah. kind of... Yeah. He would have called us a fucking asshole. Yeah. So, all right. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? I think... The egg. Me too. And I've always felt that way. I think the first chicken egg was laid by something that was not quite a chicken. But a genetic mutant. Yeah. It was that one egg yeah. that changed the whole species. Yeah. But then would you have all it a chicken egg or a not quite a chicken egg with a chicken in it? I would call it a... Yeah, that was yeah that's what they called it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with uh, the egg was first. And it was laid by something that wasn't quite a chicken. I've always felt that way for whatever reason. <laughs> I this one is good. Okay. What makes you you? Interesting. I've got a really, really long complex answer. Yes, but it's not complex. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say... It is, it is. You'll sit up there. Uh, gosh. Well, that gets to the heart of the whole, are you the sum of your experiences, or were you born the way you are, or is it a combination of the two? It's a combination. I, yeah, I guess it's going to have to be a combination. Okay. No, I've, got, no. I've got a skewed out on life. Yeah. Because of the way that I grew up, I grew up in Northeast Kansas City, went to Bumpfuck, Arkansas, went to Canada, went to Greece, came back, went to Canada, went to Bumpfuck, Missouri, then went to another Bumpfuck, Missouri, then went to Northeast Kansas City, then went back to Bumpfuck, Missouri. You're all over the place. Yes. So I've got a skewed reality. I got a skewed view of everything. Yeah. Because that's why I grew up. Everybody's assholes just in different ways. Yeah. I can see that. And that does make sense. And, you know that your lifetime of experience shapes you along the way. You know we don't act the way we did when we were kids because we've learned things. And we've changed. We've decided to grow. I would not have my personality yeah. at all if I didn't get picked on relentlessly as a kid. Yeah. You look at all the good things and all the bad things that happened to you, and they all shaped who you are right now. Literally, like I'd heard, I forgot who said, I was one hug away from not being me. 
Yeah. You know, I got my kid kicked in just enough to make me cynical and happy. Yeah, yeah. How different would all our lives be if that first person who said yes to a date had said no? Yes. Imagine how different life would be, just that one simple thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's really complex, but it isn't. Yeah. You were born from your parents. So automatically, you're going to have DNA structure. Yeah. Instinctive instructions like, you know, you know to pull your hand back out of a fire. You know to run inside with the lightnings going. So. <laughs> We're scary. We're ugly. But, yeah, just, I, I look at babies as just enormous possibilities. Yes. And that's why I look at them, too. Yeah. Are going to be a product of your environment? It's like a mushroom. Yeah. Mushrooms become mushrooms and become signature because of how they, their environment. Yeah. A morel just doesn't grow right over there. No, you don't, you don't think of them growing out in the middle of the desert or next to the cactus. or It's like, no, they got... We are not that different. Yeah. We are, we are a product of our environment and our DNA. So mushroom is a mushroom. Yeah. But what makes it a certain type of mushroom? What makes this one flat and the other one out, left out on the head? Maybe a hailstone hit that flat when it was young and flattened out. Then the other one, maybe nothing touched it. It became a full bloom mushroom. But you can look at the way trees grow. You can look at five different, a hundred different oak trees that are all going to be shaped differently because they had different stresses on them while they were growing. You can tell which way the storm's going to look too by looking at the trees. Yeah. So they're all trees. They're all oak trees, but they all look different because they were shaped. Yeah. So one of them's all rabbit. And then, when you see in the grand scheme of things, the rabbit one may live a lot longer than the one that was pristine. Yeah. And you know, your, your statement of, uh, I was one hug, hug away from being a different person. Exactly. The scary counterpoint to that is there are a lot of people who are one disappointment away from being a serial killer. I believe that firmly. Yeah. There, you know, it's it's not like everyone who's got the potential for being a serial killer winds up being one. It they're they're pushed into it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. someone like me, I couldn't be one. They have the signature marking. Yeah, a certain type but of way the brain is formed. They have the certain facilitators and pushers and the, the things that actually put it into progress. Just, you know, I, I know people who have a pretty low value of human life, but they're not killers. Exactly. But that's something that needs to be an ingredient in a serial killer is valuing other people's lives as you know, worth yeah, yeah, you're right. So there's a lot of things that goes into it, and there are a lot of incomplete complete serial killers out there who have not been quite pushed far enough. I agree. Yeah. And I think at a certain age, you kind of set in place and you're not going to change unless something you know, just really catastrophic happens like you know, a holocaust or a devastating war or something like that. That can change anybody. But for most people, they get up into the 30s and 40s and they're kind of who they're going to be. And if they haven't been pushed into something yet, they're probably not going to be. But that's a, that's it's kind of cautionary to look at all these 
pre-teens, teens, early 20s, these are all people that could go one way or another, depending on how they're treated. Yeah. Makes me want to be nicer to everybody. <laughs> this next one. Okay. What age should a person be considered old enough to die in their age? Oh, wow. I'm comfortable with that. I personally plan to live to 150. Yeah, me too. But, uh, I've noticed, if it's in the 70s, people can all were so young. Yeah. Now they do. And they can when die. I was a kid, you could die of the exact same thing at age 50 that you did at age 80, and one would be called a tragedy, one would be called old age. Yeah, one's like, well, that's what yeah. yeah. yeah, what are you going to do? Isn't that funny? At a certain age, people just expect you to die. Exactly. <laughs> that's and a said, weird way of thinking about it. Is yeah, later. that's true. So far, everyone who's been born has died. So far, it's a perfect record. Okay, there's no right answer on this, but to me, it's mid-80s, and that's just because of the general consensus. Well, yeah. like, let's take Jeff Beck, you know, we're talking about 78, yeah. right? Well, people would really like George and yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. He just put out great music, he looked yeah. fine, but he was 78, and bacterial yeah. meningitis didn't take him out. That's pretty nasty if you're young and healthy. Yeah. So, uh, actually, I mean, that can be considered natural causes, too. True. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I tend to, if people are, are more infirm and bad health, then it's easier to say, oh, it's just you know, old age. But like Willie Nelson is 89, but if he died, I would be shocked. Yeah, me too. But if but somebody else who was 89 died, I'd be like, oh, damn, yeah, he's 89. Mick Jagger's got 82. Yeah. And if he died, I'd be shocked. Yeah. I'd be like, well, he looks so good. Yeah. I mean, he's 82. You just expect him to go and go and go. But if he was hobbling around with a couple of walking sticks and bent over, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy's... Paul McCartney is another one. Yeah. Yep. Not quite baby boomers. Just before. So, that was a pretty interesting question. Quite possibly my favorite one. Yeah. Just because it exposes how people think. Yeah, we all have our own personal opinion of what old is. And at a certain point, we'll identify somebody as they're old enough that I expect them to die soon. When I was a kid, this was old. <laughs> yeah. If you have gray hair and like, look like you've been through a little bit of life. Yeah. That's it. You're old. I, I saw a, a post the other day about people showing actors and actresses uh, from movies that we've seen in the 60s and 70s. And to show them is like, like Wilford Brimley when he made Cocoon. He's 49 years old. 11, he's 12 years younger than me, but he looked like an old, old man. Yeah, I agree. He always did. Crazy. It's like people used to age so much faster. Nowadays, people look so much better, so much longer. Yeah. Here's one. How do you know you're not crazy and just hallucinating? You really don't. You don't. That's something I've done a lot. It's like I'm just a product of my own. Picture it this way. You're in the cockpit of an airplane, you're the pilot, and the windows are completely painted over, and you can't see, hear, or sense anything outside the airplane, you can only fly on what your instruments are telling you. That's the way our brain lives. Our brain doesn't experience the world. 
Yeah. It interprets the signals from our eyes, from our skin, and from our ears, and from our nose, and it puts all those together and comes up with its idea of what's going on. But it is not directly connected and experiencing the world. It's it's used it's doing it through our senses. So if we can fool someone's senses which we've always all seen is easy to do, then you can totally screw with their reality. And all you have to do is never let them know that what they saw, heard, experienced was real. Sure. Yeah. And so really, what do we have to compare this to? You know, if you hook somebody up to a VR and they're like, that's not like real life, but if that's what they were born experiencing, that would be their real life. And then if you unhooked them and they saw the world around, they'd be overwhelmed. We could be the AI for all we know. Yeah. Or they just put us on a planet so like, we're getting tired of these things. Yeah. Just go. Or like the idea of the Matrix where we're all sleeping and our brains are just running around inside this computer program that's designed to entertain us. How would we know? We wouldn't. If, that's it, the if it knew how to manipulate our senses and we had nothing else to compare it to, how would we ever know? That's the problem. It right is. There is. You can't prove it. Yeah. How can you prove that that is an Yeah. And that's probably why the truth is, is that the story a little while back about Google actually sending cease and desist Uh-huh. They're probably questioning themselves, too. Yeah. Yeah. Or the ACBC song, Who Made Who? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone else said that. It also goes back to the chicken and the egg. Someone was quoted as saying, God created man, and man being the perfect gentleman returned the favor. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of, yeah, that is chicken and the egg, you know. Did God create man, or did man create God? Is God just an idea that we've all thought up and believe in? Yeah, I mean, it could have been. Hey, I you want to talk? What's all about? Uh, anything. Anything and everything. Talk. We need anything. We're not right now we're talking about is this reality or if it's not, how would we even know? Yeah. Oh, oh here we go. I then hooked him. Oh, all right. Here we go. Okay. So what is real? Just we what know. we presume is real. How can we we have nothing to compare real? it to. We've all lived inside our own brains and minds for our entire life. That's all we've ever experienced. How do we know yeah, that that's know? the reality and that's what everyone else experiences? How do we know there's not something more? My, uh, <laughs> I always tell a story she's crazy about. My grandma, she's, God bless her soul, she's a German scientist from German Germany. My grandpa from Israel. His greatest guys ever you meet in the life. Is that one of those guys who want to have a beer with him? Yeah. Rambo, uncle, doing to experience. Like about anything and anything. Well, we met that old, beautiful woman, Irish, Italian, German, in college. And they get married, and voila, I'm here. And I have one kids with her, my mom. She also have that vision from college. You know, back then, German grows so fast. And now what she says, she says, oh, it's not a mistake, German grown back then. It's not by, because people are small, it's not because by better vision of Hitler, what he did. No, something or someone behind that. Because the greatest, strongest nation growing in the world is them. Chelsea said, the whole world is built on balance. Balance yeah. by love and hate. 
when you get kicked out. You take hey jobs, balance. Yeah. It's never been stable. Right. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. It turns out to be very true. Yeah. You know? So, best way to be, and you know, you said was, if you have that love in your heart, you always be balanced yourself. Yeah. Never mind. She's talking about uh, her dad, her dad's story. It used to be man being inside him. He used to walk side by side with the German government. I said, what do you mean? She said, my dad is coming in from work. He always, she always talking about man, the cologne, the cologne man. I don't know what she meant. What I talked to her, huh? The glowing man? Glowing man, like a lighted man. Yeah. From him, I said, he's like a human, like he's not really regular human being, just a glowing man. One day, she came in with the greatest crystal. She said, yeah, that crystal was pretty weird. Like she this is why I told her I never believe in sad, I never believe in upset, I never be angry, I never be upset. Because nothing worth this world being upset about or being angry about. That is true. That is definitely true. Because it's not, it's not like the world. Well, it, it's all it's, a choice. Yeah. It's all a choice. Yeah. If someone ruins your day, they didn't ruin your day. You, did. you chose exactly. to go down that path. So what cuts you off in traffic, you get angry. They didn't make you angry. You make yourself angry. Or allowed yourself to be angry. Oh, if someone smiles when they're angry, I get the hell out of there. <laughs> now I'm not touching subjects. Yep. I love you, Lady you are, guys. I love you, man. I love you. Man, I love any of the guys down here. Because I promise you one thing, and I'm honest to God, I mean, you got whatever you believe. I don't care if you believe in Allah, you believe in Buddhas, you believe in Jesus Christ, whatever it is. One thing is a fact and a proof. We got love, we can't make it known. Two, we got to believe, believe in you, say we can't make it known. Because today's not yours, tomorrow's not yours. We're all gifts. We all are shaping God's scheme. Yeah. You are gifted. Always, excuse me, my language. Okay, if you okay with what I say? Yeah, yeah. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. I always say, I to her, I say, you're as lucky, my as lucky. She said, what? I said, just think about it. We came from ocean. Me and you, we are coming from ocean. All human rays came from water. Your body, my body, 99% of water. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Think about where you came from. You came from your mom's womb. Right? Was your mom wood made from water? Think about when your day you're coming out from the tiny Indian being, yeah. whatever you call it. If you see it on giant camera pictures, whatever it is, you see yourself and me and him we're swimming, like a little tiny ant, yeah, dimming the ocean. Yeah. Okay, that calls your mom belly, your mom moon, whatever it is. You destroy how many million eggs inside? Like a thousand? Thousand. You destroy thousand those. Your mom. You coming from us. You're a special one. You're a special one. Yeah. What a great point. So why you have to pitch in about something yeah. and one special one today? Yeah, just even being here is an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. That means we were the strong ones, not That's true. That's true. And guess what? That's a great way of thinking about it. Really. 
I'm the asshole one. I broke the water, came in out to buy. That's the weekend, you guys. We've talked to you. We've talked to you. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, we're always coming. We're local. Yeah, we're local. I'm sorry? No, we just we post these on the internet. And pretty quick. It's out? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, we, what's your name? Mark. Mark, and you? October. Joshua. October? October. October. That's October. Hey, give me a favor. Just outside the picture. It's still on. It's still on. It's on? Yeah, it's still on. How many nations is been destroyed from before Jesus crossed? Yeah, Strongest nation. Go ahead, back. All of them. Go ahead, back. Which is the biggest first strong nation in this world? Who do you think is first or strongest nation in the world? If you came in first in your mind. Roman Empire? No. You? Maybe the Greeks? Nope. Give me another chance. Um. Think why? Khan? Nope. You? I don't know. Go ahead. My grandma, she's from Germany. I told you about. She's the greatest human being. When we see Roman Israel, she didn't have no uh, TV. She moved to Germany because she met my grandpa. She had no TV. She, her style of life is like a Mennonite in Amish. She had a book in her hand. Her book is probably besides that table. Yeah. They got Book of Enoch. Enoch. Book of Enoch. Original copy she had from Germany. Because her her husband, my grandpa, he worked with scientists. When Hitler halfway down, died, destroyed, she stole it. He stole it. He gave it to her. She still have it. Anyway, one story story. Any country in any celebration or any leader is destroyed. Because history reads himself. Alright? So, funny thing about it. You say Roman and you say whatever it is. Um, we the strongest nation destroy people that got Ininaki. Ininaki is south of Iraq. Okay. And when United States went to the war two thousand two, it's not a mistake. The reason we're down there, they got all this mysterious grave south of Iraq. There's they, always something behind the war. What? behind the war. Yeah. Most of the public doesn't it was actually causing the war. Yeah. They yeah. went there for something. Yeah, yeah, they, they get caught up in the patriotism and the excitement and us versus them. Right, right. How our TV sells into us, yes. our radio sells into us. Yeah, we're constantly being manipulated. Yeah. Pushed and squeezed. So my 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 point I try to make on here if city, the strongest city in the world, the first city in the world, believe me or not, I went down there, as I said, to talk to First city in the world, they have road, street, law, court system, and money system. Before Roman, before Babylon, before anything, they called city of Inanaki. Yeah. God destroyed whatever we was. God, goddess, whatever we above us, whatever we make us mean, you know, special. Yeah. Okay. He destroyed that city. And city after that came in. Okay, Babylon got destroyed. After that, city of uh, Africa. 
Do they call it Egyptian? Back in the ancient Egypt, yeah. Egyptian, whatever it is. They call themselves the goddess. Yeah. Get them right. Yeah. What they worship? They worship in the sun, Jupiter, Buddha, and all the planets. They call them the goddess because in their mindset, those different planets from the moon, whatever it is, the gods there can be in power. More they worshiping was goddess in Egypt, their power. So think about all those countries in history, yeah. from from Anunnaki, God is the first to Queen Elizabeth had been destroyed. Yeah. Now, are you guys ready for my question? How long do we think our nation would survive? I'm surprised we're still here. I really am. Uh, where where are we going? I think the United States. Not only division, not only division, but you're taking. This is from a true woman's point of view. You're taking what we used to know as a man, and you're making it more feminine. You're getting rid of the man, the testosterone, and they want to neutral gender, gender neutral, whatever. There will be no man. So how could we support ourselves? Men are our basis. God or whatever religion you believe in or non-religion. Most people believe there is a male or a female. Even if they believe in the scientific method, even if you believe in the scientific method, male had to come before female, which means male with a female, right? So how did that happen? How did that occur? You needed a male man. Well, if you take that away, you just actuated all the men at work. Also, you take away well, just men. Men should always be men. And what not only the U.S. is doing, but you're seeing many cultures do, but the U.S. is leading the way. They're trying to destroy men. Yeah. Men, need to men are being criticized for being men, exactly. but women are not being criticized for being women. But women should hold their place, and that is to serve a man. And in the meantime, I think we're all being distracted by instant gratification. You want something fun? You want some pleasure? Here it is, right here. Like you shook your hand. You know why? You know why? Because you said something is being wrote almost 3,000 years ago. Look back to Roman history. What's Roman did? Roman brainwashed the citizen by what? By sports, by stadium, by music, by alcohol and beer. To spend all your time having fun and enjoying yourself. Well, you think you're having fun. Yeah. My mom called the TV a boot tube. Yeah. It's basically you're on the boot. The glass teat. Yeah, exactly. That's really what it is. And if you don't go out and do things, you know, to experience life, you think that that's all there is. You think that's fun, and it's not. And what's on TV is so warped and it's such fantasy land. Even the so-called reality shows Even have almost Disney's nothing to do with reality. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't want to ever go see Disney anything again. I don't like Disney. I wish it's not near where you're 
but six, seven years old kids, that German, blonde, Irish, beautiful woman, and I was like, okay, she's crazy. When I got old enough, and I see what's going on around me every day, I just like my blowing. And this reason why you will, I hate say that, you will, you will never see true hero like me and you and look back to him, he's real hero. And every time in our time in history, if any man can be strong, he's going to be hero, someone somehow down there goes down and they shut him down. One reason shut him down because they need power to women for power and men. Reason why? Because reason why? If more women have power, easy control the war, easy control the country. More women power, more your country is weak. When I went overseas and I see what's going on in Germany and Europe, worst country, worst nation failure, Europe failure. Europe failed. When I say Europe failed, Europe, from Australia to Germany, UK, all of them failure. You know why failure? Because they give so much power to women. No more man is standing and says he's not enough. Uh, it needs a balance. Not At the balance. very least, a balance. I don't want to say a balance. We need to take women out and take them back, take them back all the way. Because women think that they should have rights, and they don't. We can't do the same thing a man We can't lift the other thing out. Man can go out and look at it. He's just natural. He's just natural. And we had a stage of number. One time I went down there, I get a thousand dollars. Somebody pushing, I brought Miss, almost like 20 female, 20 men, and I asked him to send me the exact same job. I said, Tell some women, I did a $200,000 job. He paid me to consume, get down the city, to clean up little shit. Take for 200000 They go. We're the douchebags. <laughs> oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Whew. Man, that smells.